If you're tied up, you better stay tied up, because it's cheaper to keep her. This is from T, it says, it's cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to keep her. Oh, Welcome back to the Father Time Dadcast. This episode, we have Cameron Codwell. Yeah. We got our co-host, CJ Simmons. You know. Xavier Smith. Yeah. And myself, Eddie Berrios. So I wanted to ask you guys a question before we get started. Have you guys ever thought about how your parents' relationship affected you and the relationship that you've been in or the Yes. Uh, I think that is a amazing question. Um, yes. And if anybody decides to disagree, I mean, we finna talk about it today, so don't even worry about it. We are gonna talk about it. Big time. Uh, our parents was very. Well, I, I, I'm gonna speak for myself. My parents were very influ- influential to not only my relationship, but like, um my expectations of a relationship. You know, I, I stuck with that more so because of course that's what I saw, but it was what I wanted. Well, let's go take a, just a little break so the listeners can get an idea. So your parents, they're still married to this day. How many years? Uh, actually their, their anniversary is this month and they are hitting 34, 34, 35 years. Uh, yeah, you feel me? Goals to the T, and they still pushing. And then I know Cam, your moms and pops are still together. Uh, yeah, I'm 32, so they've been married 32 years. Yeah, yeah. Goals. For me, uh, my moms and pops are not married, but they were married before they divorced for 17 years. Actually, same as my parents. They was married to, I believe, I want to say 16, 16, possibly 17, and then they split up. So, we're going to have a different, so different what we got, like, a two and two. Because y'all, yeah. 17 years of separation and 30 years plus of being together, so. Yeah, it's going to be. And our dynamics right now is completely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, like, the dynamics of today, it's really, really tough because. Like, couples don't even care to stay married nowadays. Like, in our generation, like, marriage isn't a huge situation. Yeah, it's like a whole different expectation. Um, the, the value system or, like, just, you know, core beliefs or values of what you want or what you expect out of someone, it's completely different than back in the day. And I, I can't agree more. And the sad part is I feel like it's something that's going to affect even if we don't want it. Because I'm not going to lie, um, some of the concepts of marriage, I really didn't vibe with. <laughs> like, I really wanted to avoid. Like, I don't, there's a lot of stuff I see in it. I, I see more destruction than I see, um, than I see, like, success, you know. But I'm, I'm getting a taste of it right now. Yeah, I was listening um, to something, I believe it was, like, on the news or something. And they were saying that the divorce rate now is, like, almost at 50 percent overall so if i'm not mistaken it wasn't it at 51 percent a couple years ago so that's crazy man yeah it's it's scary just to understand like the um the the world that we live in as far as marriage and i think that like when it comes to marriage like it's probably going to hopefully it get better before it get worse hopefully hopefully probably not <laughs> he ain't got no faith in only because most people have come from a broken household so they have no real good clue or like definitive like i guess blueprint of how to have a successful marriage it's just like with me and X, we've seen it. There's certain like certain qualities and things you have to do, regardless of relationship or who you with, um, or likes or dislikes that you have to have in a marriage in order for you to even have a chance at it working. And not period. 
and I agree with you. Um, I I don't feel like it's something that you have to have, but it has to be something that you're willing to um, learn. And the other person, you have to have the patience for them to learn because not everybody's going to have all the qualities to be a perfect no, husband no, or a no. wife. But I'm talking about like like just fundamental stuff like Core communication. Gotcha. Like you have yeah. to have that. Period. Yes. How you communicate is you know up for debate. But you have to have effective communication. The ability to communicate. From both sides. I yeah. agree. Like that I think like me going into my marriage was like because I never seen my mother and my father communicate like that. Like and if they did it was more hostile. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Communication versus being able to sit down and have a respectful conversation amongst each other. So now that I'm learning that, like, obviously, like me and my wife have been married for four years now, like I'm learning to communicate on a love level versus communicating on a, you know, I'm about to just pack it up and go level. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's different. It makes a difference too, as well, because she loves to, understand that she listens and our communication is clear and i think that's something that i've i can say i've struggled as far as communication because i don't know if it's a gender thing or a cultural thing um but i know culturally for hispanics it's more of a male dominance type of stuff and even though i didn't see a whole lot of it because even though my parents were together like my dad was always working so I hardly saw him or even spent any time with him. So that kind of was, I still didn't see that dynamic. And when I did, it was more of like, my dad said this and that was that. And then my mom had to do whatever she did. And I actually, yeah, and it was the same thing with me kind of growing up. Um, uh, It was still some communication, but it was still that, that, that role of the male dominance, you know, and like, like you said, whatever dad said, go. You know, that was that was mom's go to thing right there. Something happens, go tell your dad. Wait till your dad get home. He got the final say so, you know. Um, but as for their communication, um, I actually got to see two two different sides. <clears throat> I got to see my young mom and dad, and I get to see this older parent, this old and it's it's yin and yang, you know. So um being or being able to still see them thirty years still together and seeing a whole different chapter in her life. And now that I'm married, I got to see the best of both worlds, you know? So that's, it's very helpful to me. I got to see how that communication changed from when they were younger to where they are now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. You said that growing up, it wasn't so much of a a dominance thing in my household growing up. It was just like, yeah, your mama got it. But if it was something serious to where it affected the quality of life with the fam, then pops had last say. Like that or financial, it was just like, all right, I accept your opinion and how you feel about it, and I'll take it into consideration. But pops had the final pull of the trigger when it came to stuff like that. But it was like the day to day stuff. He was just like, man, go go talk to your mom. I ain't, ain't going to talk about right. that. <laughs> Moms are like the, the, the maintainers, right? You know, the right. teachers and whatnot. So. Right. That's how it is. That's how it was here. But pops did stay on my head about like growing up being black and like how to navigate with people and communicate. So I mean, when it came to like raising a son to be a man, he stayed on my head about stuff like that. It's almost like like too much. I felt like it's like, bruh, I don't care. I just want to go outside and ride my rollerblades. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, and then, like, on the other aspect of that, like, not having a father figure, you know what I mean, in that particular situation. Like, after a while, my mom was just a single mother. So, you know, just seeing the way that she moves without having that father figure to, you know, show particular type of, you know, the dominance or anything like that. Like, that was all me having to slip and bump my head to kind of learn, you know, those particular, you know, ways, you know what I mean, as a man. So it was different. Yeah, that's kind of same here. Like once my parents split, it was just like my mom doing everything. And so as far as knowing what to do or what to expect in a relationship, it was kind of hard. I mean, she's always like, okay, you got to respect, you got to respect the women and all that stuff. And she instilled that aspect of it in me 
But as far as, like, the whole communication and all the other, I guess, tools that involve or that come in the relationship, I've kind of had to learn on my own. And I've had a lot of errors, <laughs> trial and error to <laughs> do with that. <laughs> I actually was just about to ask you guys, like, coming from a single a single parent home, especially a single mother home, um, what were your role models to look up to in dating? Like, when you guys, you like, your first date, Mm. Did you get everything from your mom? Did your uncles come holler at you? Did you, or did you get it from your homies? Like most of us did. Nah, I think, I, yeah, like, <laughs> homies, right? like, like, like personally, yeah, I think it was like you know the homie aspect. Did did it contradict what your mama was teaching you? For sure, off top, like it it was nothing, you know, because off top, mom is a neutral, uh, neutral. Yeah. She she nurtures, yeah. so that's what she do. So her first, you know, role is like treat women right. Treat mm-hmm. women how they're supposed to be treated. You know, women are queens. Women are, you know what I mean, the soul of the earth or whatever yeah, yeah, else, yeah. you know, that they want to decide to say, you know. Yeah. But, you know, when you go get that, you know, homie aspect, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's different. It's different. It's, it's not the same conversation. Right. So what you need to do to get right, right. 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 Like, like you looking from two different angles. Like, mm-hmm. mom is trying to teach you, you know, how to find your wife. And you know the homies is trying to show you trying to teach you how to find the, the, the best night of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Treasure, so it's different, yeah. and you know, obviously falling into temptation or whatever else it is that you decide to fall into, you know, you're gonna slip, you're gonna fall, you're gonna bump your head, but also that carries over when it's time to settle down and it's time to create that relationship. See, like that's kind of similar to. Like, for myself, I, I still remember my first date. Like, my first time going up to a chick. Man, only thing my dad told me, he was like, when you walk in that house, you be respectful. Mm-hmm. You let her dad know that, you know, like, you, you not, her, her daughter ain't dealing with no suckers, basically. Right. You know, you have that presence. And from that day forward, man, that, that like, changed my walk. You feel right. me? Like, even when I walk in the building now, it's like... I want y'all to know, hey, X is here. Right. You know I mean? like, kind of hard to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of learned. But still, it's just, it's just, it, it, it transpired in, but it actually, it actually affected me in other aspects of life. You know, it's just crazy. I'm not to get off topic, but it's just talking about it. It made me realize like that one event transpired into multiple things in my life. So that presence of having him there to tell me. You know, it helps. You, on the other hand, you said you had to fall and hit the bumps and bruises to learn. You know, so that was, that was your dad at the at the, at the time. That was the missing the missing void. You know, for me, it was like Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> like straight up and down. Like my first day, I was super. Actually, from like pretty much high school span, I was really, really, really quiet and passive. Um, I was just like, eh, okay, no, I don't see a problem with that, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and I was just like, yo, and then like once I got out of high school and I started running them streets, 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 I was just like, yo, it's a whole different yeah. world out here, son, Boy. and I lost my marbles, bro, yeah. and it was just like zero respect for about first three, yourself. four, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, it was bad, bad, bad. And it's like I had zero regard because I was like, this for all the times these hoes did me wrong. And it was just like resentment almost, you know. And then it's like, you know, growing up, I knew what to do. But I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as far as my first date, it was, I mean, no one really gave me any. Like, I would talk to my mom kind of because that's all I had to really talk to. But it wasn't really like all she said was same like you. It was just like, be respectful. Don't do nothing like stupid, and other than that, like I just had to learn on my own. And even till this day, I'm low key. Like now, it's more to like homies. Like I got y'all who like kind of give me um, feedback or give me things on what advice of what to do according to what y'all been through. But even then, it's it's I don't know. It's still hard to, for me to grasp cer- grasp certain things, especially when my expectations are a specific thing and so trying to find that uh, getting that whole thing of like no one's perfect you're not gonna have everything we gotta accommodate each other and your weaknesses and strengths i'm still like trying to kind of 
figure that out because I had the mentality, especially in as like a Hispanic. Um, all I remember was dad was the breadwinner and then mom was a stay at home or like you have to be. And although that is, that has affected me because I've been like hesitant to settle down because I know financially I wasn't fully ready to hold down a full household on my own. And so that's been where I've been stumbling instead of like building together because I didn't see that. I think I'm more of like, okay, I have to be prepared myself because I don't know. I I just think like just to kind of piggyback off of that, like just understanding that like when you go into a relationship, like, like just learning that you have a teammate versus you having, you know, a friend or a homie or whatever the case is. Like I, I just learned that, that, and, and it's just like with your, with your boys, like teamwork, make the dream work. So when you are in a marriage, like you have to understand that, you know, when you working on whatever it is you like, y'all going to argue it's, it's necessary. Like it, it ha- it's, it's inevitable that you're in a marriage and you don't argue. But the thing is, is like, you know, how y'all deal with the argument. Like, how do you guys actually handle it after you? I was say the argument keep the marriage fresh. That's <laughs> <laughs> like love right there. That's hey. big facts. Hey. So, Mike, I got a question now. With going off of that, is there, I guess, uh, like a right way to argue, Absolutely. and is there a wrong way to argue? Absolutely, that is very subjective because it, it depends on the person you're dealing with. For sure. But that's you if you learn your communication. That is a fact. But if you learn, yes, right if you know how to, if you learn how to communicate and mm-hmm. understand what the other person likes and doesn't like and mm-hmm. what's triggers and what's not triggers, it's a lot easier to communicate because you know when to, okay, I can go hard right here, but I got to pull back on this topic or I have to do it at this time of day when they're in this type of mood. It's just all those I nuances. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, I agree. I agree. How can you guys generalize that for like, listeners to kind of understand or get a better like I don't know I, I'm petty so I'm gonna be 100% honest like I'm petty so like most of the time like I'm a Scorpio so I can hold a grudge forever I can hold a grudge forever like I can I can be mad and we'll live in the same house I'll walk by like you know what I mean like I can hold a grudge forever but again like it's it's a work in progress. Like it never stops. Like that work in pro. Again, like you guys said, like you guys' parents married for thirty plus, they still argue, and that was probably over the most petty thing. It's the funniest thing now. Hey, it, it, the something that they will argue over with now is like they'll be cool in like twenty minutes, but it'll still be a small little fight. Right. Right. But that's but at the same time when you witness it. That's still like a communication. Because it's like, they got mad, but they were able to identify both of them were mad, mm-hmm. stop talking, right. come back in a little bit. Right. That's a common solution. You right. know what I mean? I feel like it's something that we should all be able to For do. Sure. You know, but honestly, it's our, it's, <laughs> you can't shake this. <laughs> Not hey, sad. It should, think, think about it, think about it, think about it. Think about it. For yourself, for your own sanity, you know your limits. You know what you want to hear. You know how you want stuff presented to you. But if they own that BS, they're not giving you. They, 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 and, and you know, if 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 you're in love with somebody, you should know their intentions. You should know their, you, you know, or at least try to learn it. Like at least try to really learn it. Pay attention to those small little remarks that they say. When they say this, oh, you're at your, you're at your get out of jail free card. You know, <laughs> you better try to use this. When that stuff's coming, when that stuff starts happening, I feel like yourself as a man the logical balance in that relationship, you should be able to shut it down. I'm not, not even like, we're done talking. Come talk to me in five minutes. Like, look, I'm not about to let this get to the point to where I'm going to say something to break your your spirit and you try to say something to make me upset. So let's just back off and, you know, let's come back at it. I don't see, and this is just me thinking, I'm not everybody's mind, but I don't see if if people take that approach, why are we still fighting? I'm clearly showing you that I don't want to fight you. I'm clearly showing you that I don't that I that I don't want to I don't want to prolong this. So why do we continue to keep going that way? 
Okay, so like, and we had three answers. I want to hear this. Right. So, like, you right? That's what should happen, right? Mm-hmm. But that's like a Saturday Sunday morning argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Where yeah, yeah. you didn't had a good night's sleep and you got some. You know what I'm saying? You got some clarity. I got time today, cuz. Right. <laughs> like, let something pop off on Wednesday night after you've been working like 10, 12 hours. You tired, you hungry. Hey, it's a whole bro, different ball game. You're right. But at the same time, man, we, I feel like that's something that we should learn or, sorry, or force ourselves to learn. Like, at the end of the day, you control your sanity. You can't put your insanity on somebody else. No, you allowed it to, to, to build up in yourself. Again, it, it just leads me back to, to being petty, man. It leads me back to being petty. That's like, a personality I, deficiency. Yeah, on like, I hear you. It leads yeah. me back to but being just, petty. Just because just kind of like you were saying, like, <laughs> like, like you were saying, like, you know those particular buttons to push, those particular things that you could say to crush, you know what I mean, that particular spirit or that particular soul. Sometimes... I feel like that's inevitable. Like I am going to say something at this particular moment that is going to do that. Sometimes like, like, okay, being married is different. Like, okay, so I'm seven years, six. It'll, it's about to be, you better remember. Okay. So eight, cause May 2011. So it's not going to be seven. Yeah. Eight. Cause EJ is about to be, okay. It's the same year. So no, 2012. I'm sorry. So seven, seven. Um, so yeah, it's just like, I have, I've learned how to do that. But sometimes, depending on what type of personality your wife has, you have to be disrespectful and shut it all the way down and reset. Bless you your heart. You got a special one. Bless your heart. You already know, you you already know what I'm doing. a whole different yeah. situation. That's but, a whole nother. Yeah. But Bless I feel you. like, like all right, I hear you when you say shut it down. But the way I am, because I'm an Aquarius. Everything you can think of, I'm petty, I'm smart, I'm missing, <laughs> yeah. but it's all wrapped in one. Right. I could be real nonchalant to where I don't care, but at the same time, I'm going to reveal your emotion to you. At the same time. She want to hear that. That's called petty. I'm not going to disrespect you, but if you, but if you sitting there upset because your way didn't go your way, I'm going to show you exactly where you got mad at. You got mad at this, at this phrase right here. You Just know, that BCBA course work. twitching right here when you said this. <laughs> then it led to you saying <laughs> this, and I had to come back to you. So <laughs> he didn't tapped in. But, but at the same time, but when you get to the point to where you like to where they just say, "Okay, whatever," oh, I got to you, and I can walk away now. Not so much as me saying uh, I got the last word, but I know when you said "Okay, whatever," you heard what I said. You and it made you realize that's that, the definition that, of petty. <laughs> but you know, but it's not that petty to where it's like a fight can keep right. going. Right. Now you starting to realize that you're making this fight go on. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fight with yourself. I'm about to go in the room. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. That's that's the approach I feel like sometimes you got to take. And how do you like handle that situation? Because I know for me and like relationships, it's more of like I don't really argue. If it's something not not something big, I really don't care. So, but yet the other person. It's like still wants to argue about it. I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna make a big deal out. But yeah, if you do something so small, they make it such a huge deal. Like, how do you? I don't know. Like, cause they want you to do something. It's like it's not that big of a deal. I'm not gonna sit and fight with you about it. Yet they want to make it a freaking like the end of the world off of it. So this is what I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm very sarcastic by nature, maybe because I'm a tourist. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Right. I, it has to be logical progressive and if it don't make sense i'm gonna call you out on it because that emotion stuff yes, don't right. solve no problems right Facts. period i understand hold on, hold on, hold on. repeat that one more time emotions don't solve problems Say it for the logic the does. <laughs> all right hold on, hold on one more time <laughs> Lady, ladies pay attention this time Say emotion the the don't back. solve problems logic <laughs> does Jesus. if you have a problem there's the issue there's four or five forms of resolution and there's a decision on which one you're going to choose period regardless of what issue you have every problem has an answer it might not be the answer you want it to be but it has an answer now you have to be content and grown up enough to accept it if it's not what you want it to be and that's where most people fall short but it's just like yo you have to apply logic 
and maybe being me sarcastic, like when it comes to back to East Point, you know, like how do you handle it? I'm still working on it, but it's just like if you say some dumb shit, I'm calling you out. <laughs> right. Period. It's yeah. just like, yo, so did you just hear what you said out loud? Because most of the times they end up contradicting themselves. Because of the emotion element. And that's right. just the definitive difference between men and women. It's a gender thing. And it's like, I've had to learn how to accept that and just be like, okay, so when we first have this conversation, I'm going to have to listen to you rant about stuff that makes no sense. And then I'll connect the dots later and come back and we'll have a round two. And then we'll really start digging into it. Because really the first layer of conversation, it's going to be argumentative because they're going to express how they feel. And then once you get that out the way, now you can start addressing the real issues. There's levels to it. But it's just like it's a long time coming to under even even understand that. Dang, that's deep. That's super deep. Like I could definitely see like myself in that particular in that same exact scenario that you just explained. Like I see myself like most of the time, I'm like you E. Like I don't argue. Yeah. Like, at, all. at all. Like like sometimes like my wife will come to me and be like, like I just feel like you don't have any emotions. I get that all the time. Because I don't I feel anything. Right. You, know you have no heart. Like, but, yeah, but it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just the way that we are built as men. Sometimes exactly. we understand the type of creature that we are dealing with. Exactly. You understand who you're in a relationship with, so you know how exactly. to deal with that situation. So, again, you put that particular situation, like you said, go ahead and vent. We understand that it's more underneath the rug than what you're actually upset way about. More. Like it's way more than that, and we understand it, so we let you vent. Now we do. <laughs> and yeah. On top of that, exactly, I let you vent because sometimes you get your own answer when you vent. Low key, I, sometimes you just need some a little guidance. Like, oh, so you did this? Why? Oh, okay, so that happened too. Oh, uh, oh, okay, so what if you had tried this? And then it, you're right. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's like a little, right. a little guidance, you know. I'm I'm actually cool with the vents. I'm one of the few guys like I get, I swear my wife she's a she's a nurse. She works she works with uh, uh, mentally disabled uh, elders. All they do is fight. That's all they do. Her the staff, not the not the, I'm not talking about the, the, the clients. I'm talking about the staff. All they do is fight. So every morning it was a point in time where I had to pick her up. She works overnight. Every morning I pick her up. From the sec, it got to the point to where she got in the car. It was just like the conversation just continued from the last one. Like it was no hi, no good morning, <laughs> no nothing. It was just like so. I got used to when she got in the car. So what happened at work today? Right. Like you know, right. in that venting. But it, I got to the point to where if if she didn't vent, it was gonna bother her for the rest of the day. So I took the ten minute vent, and she was able to have a better day. You know, so. I feel like that's the, you know, it helped her out. It was, you know, having that ability, you know, it's it's needed, you know, especially dealing with these uh, unstable creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because some of the, I see, like, it's, from what I've witnessed, it's more of, like, they like to nitpick. I don't know if it's nitpicking, you can say, but it's, like, the smaller things, they blow it up into a bigger issue when we just, like, it's not worth having this big old thing where we might break up or whatever if you're dating somebody or whatnot. But to me, it's not worth it. So I'm not going to bring it up on my end. If you do something like, oh, okay, you didn't shut the, you didn't shut the door right. It's like, okay, well, it's fine. But you forget to shut the door or whatever. And then they make it like the world's about to end. And so, yeah. I wish somebody would try to fight me. You need to twist and open them clothes. Like, yeah, but I'm saying, like, something that's, like, not worth fighting, yet why do women make it such a big deal? It's at a level of importance. So yes. what is valuable to us, they could care nothing about. Fact. Like, but I think that has to do with, you know, uh, a healthy balance within the relationship. So, like, for me, I manage the finances. Money is important to me. If the finances ain't right, ain't nobody going to be happy. <laughs> and everybody going to be hungry, right? Screw so that is on a higher value level for me. Mm-hmm. But Nicole, she is like from the perspective of, okay, I need to take care of my family. Having the laundry done, 
is way more important. I'm like, just throw that mess in the washer and press start. And <laughs> when it's done, throw it in the dryer, and then from the dryer, just throw it in the drawer. You ain't got to fold it up. That's dumb. You know <laughs> but, like, it's not important to me. You know, I just wear clothes. But for her, that's, like, a motherly value that she, you know, really um, caters to or, you know, it, that's just important to her. So, like, when I don't do laundry or the laundry sits longer than it should and one of the kids run out of drawers or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, she's just like, and I'm just like, yo, cool out. We just go to Walmart and buy some more. You know what I mean? Right. But it's a, laundry, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different value level. It's a different value Now, I think, I think, like, I could definitely attest to that, like, because, like, in my household, like, I'm, like, OCD. Like, so... Yeah, like I'm super OCD. Yeah, we couldn't be roommates, bro. Yeah, you hate like, me. I'm, I'm OCD. Like, like, if, like before, like just imagine, like me as an OCD person, like things just have to be clean, and and like even when like I can't cook in the kitchen without the kitchen being clean. I'm talking about the floor need to be mopped. Like I can't, oh, tripping, bro. I can't. Yeah, me too. Like, but not, like, I feel like the kitchen. I, I, I need some therapy yeah, for that, bro. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. And my wife used to think that I was tripping. Like you know what I mean. Like she used to think that I was crazy because there's just specific things that, I, like, I won't watch TV if the living room ain't vacuumed. Like I just can't. I can't. I can't get with it. Like I'm just like, and I'm that much of a. And it probably again got a lot to do with. The way that my mom was. I was just me. about to say, like, like, like it had to do with that because here. I couldn't leave the house without my bed yep. being made. And, you know what I mean? And if I did, it's crazy how that stuff affected now, right? Hey, hey, real talk. Those things, those those little values, they stick with you. Cause that was my pops, man. That Saturday morning cleanup was no joke. Trails. Like you heard the oldies, man. Hey, I don't Trail care life. if you are in the sleep. Get up. It's time. To, it's time to clean up. Go hit that bathroom. You know, uh, yep. clean them bedrooms up, get them vacuums popping. And then when it's 12 noon at the house party, they go outside and pull some weeds. <laughs> <laughs> that builds I'm, character. I'm, I'm eight years old, so with a hole in my hand. Right. I don't even know what this is. You I got blisters and stuff. Right. <laughs> it did. Blisters and stuff. Going to school the next day with blisters. Yeah, but that, that it plays it plays a part. Like, people don't think that the parenting that you saw or you received as you were a kid is going to play a role in the way that you parent. Yeah. Like, like, so I think like in us as men who are raising kids, like as far as that particular value goes, are there things that you guys have, uh, per se value that you feel like you are going to pass on that is important to you for my parents? No, no, uh, just just from what you've been able to learn. Definitely, this got to be value that you would pass. I think the first thing that's probably the most important to me was the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how much my parents required of me until I got older. I just was always like furious with them because I was just like, "Yo, like if my sister did half the stuff that I do, y'all be on my head." You know what I mean? Or just the requirement of or expectation was for me way higher than my sibling with my little sister. Um, But I didn't realize how much value that had until I became an adult, and then I was just like, "Oh shoot, I have to provide now." And it's just like once it kicked in gear. It was just like that, just like, don't think about it, just get this work done. Just go, dig, drive, go, 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 go. And that was like how I operated when I was little. But now, that's that, that's all I know, but that came to be an asset as an adult. Yeah, see, that's weird, because I don't recall, like, I was never forced to do a whole lot of work. Like, I live with moms and grandma, so, and they're Hispanic, so they literally down the, they'll do everything for you it's almost yeah, like right. maids like at a certain point that, like. <laughs> like they'll do it like all that stuff like oh you don't gotta work but i don't like so i don't know where i got my work ethic from because i mean i know my dad was always working and he's a hustler he was just hustling all the time and then my mom she was a hard worker when it was her turn to work like she bust her ass to get us to where we had to be but it was never instilled to me like, oh, you got to get up and you got to go mow the lawn. You got to get up. Like, I didn't never mow the lawn till I went down to my friend's house and I asked him, I want to learn how to mow the lawn. 
and he taught me how to mow his lawn. Go hug. Came to my house. So like, but go tell your mama thank you. So what about that? So what about that value that you feel like you would be able to pass? But what my mom was always stood was like, whenever you do something, you better be the best. Like you don't have to do no work at home, but your grades, you better have straight A's. Or you can't, like, I better not see, like, I got, like, I think it was, like, my first B when I was in, I don't know. I got a bad grade in trig, and I got grounded. I, I think I got, like, a C. So what does that stand for? Right. I was like, what's trig? My parents, man, they would have been happy. Is that an acronym? They would have been happy to see a trigonometry book come through the crib. So, like, like oh, so, so yeah, so, like, like that's kind of what she instilled was, like, grades are the most important thing. And, like, you don't got to worry about anything that has to do with the house or nothing but your grades. And so I've noticed with, like, EJ, I'm, like, when it comes to grades, like, I'm, like, super hard on him. Like, look, I got to be. Like, nope, you, they got to be one more time. I'm going to whoop you. Like, that's just my go-to because that's what I was taught. Right, right, right. You get a B? No, you're stupid. You're going back and... You're going to get it again. Yeah. Right, right. All right, we'll talk with your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, damn. And I I think that's that's kind of like mess with me now because it's mess with like OCD. So I'm really paranoid when it comes Mm -hmm. to doing stuff. Like if they don't come out just right, I like hesitate to do it. And I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know. And so like I've noticed that. It's like the curse of the quality. Yeah. And so, but I know like, I don't know. As far as like for EJ, like it's, but I know what I'm trying to instill in him, it's having that work ethic and having that, like, just to think differently and to not give up. Um, and that's one thing I work with him as far as like, we don't give up. That's not what we do. And we don't give up. We don't Even though I was never, never, I was never like really taught that, but that's what something, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. That's probably what I'm instilling from what I see for sure. So one thing um, I think, well, I'm actually grateful that my dad instilled in me that I, I'm going to instill into uh, my little man is uh, the the skill to problem solve. Um, because if you could solve a problem, everything is going to fall in order. You know, it's like no matter what the situation is, look at the look at the beast. How are you going to take it down? You know, um, my dad, man, he used to, it was a way he would approach certain things like, like homework, man. Um, he would let me go, like we say at the, at the job, feed him to the wolves. He, I'll, I'll bring the homework home. We'll talk about it. Not going to take care of it. You know, when I come back with the problem or with the question, and I didn't try to attempt. It just, I didn't have the right answer. So I gave up. Dad, I need help. Go sit back down. We talked about this. Figure it out. All right? I can give you the answer. I mean, one time, that's one thing I, I learned. Like, that was like a cool fact to me when we was doing, um, what was it? Like, long division. <laughs> algebra, yeah. algebra, yeah, find yeah. the variable of x. Yeah, man, he looked at the, he looked at it. He was like, "Oh, I can tell you the answer's four. How did I get the answer?" And then when I did the work, the the work took about a half a page. Right, and I was like, "This nigga got it <laughs> two seconds." Like, you know, but right. that skill. But he and he showed me the tricks. Faster than what my teacher could do. He was like, "Man, yeah, that might be the steps, but do this, do this, do this. It's the same thing, ain't it?" Same thing with um, with uh, with with what stuff you need with stuff you need in life. We give you allowance on the weekend, but you need money now. So what should you do? Find something, you know, save it. Or ask the question. Take right. 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 an extra shift. I need you right. I need some money. Right. Figure out how to get it. Right. And to this day. I'm still rocking. Wait till we fall asleep. I'm missing it. I just solved the problem. <laughs> but no, but it, I feel like that skill, honestly, man, is something that I love instilling in my nephew because, and I say my nephew because my nephew's seven. You know, my little man, he only he's only ten months. Um, but I listen to my uh, my nephew and how he talks and the question that he asks. 
he's asking questions to figure it out on his own. And now he's so innovative with certain stuff. I love it because I was like, okay, you're innovative now. When you get to the point to where you're in need of financial stuff, you're going to be innovative into creating ways to get your money. You know, you're not going to look for that job application. You're going to go figure something out, you know. So I love that about it because, you know, if a man can solve a problem, man, that's a, that's a, he's good to go. Yeah, I know? think, like, on my behalf, like, just for the kids, like, something that I felt like was necessary was uh, accountability. Bruh. Like, for, 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 for children to, or, or just kids in general to, uh, to be accountable. Like, so I always tell my kids, like, if you go to school, you do what you're supposed to do, you figure out what you love in life and what you do in life, you will never have to be accountable for a negative impact of your lifestyle that you decide to live because you did the right thing. If you do the wrong things, then you have to be accountable for whatever wrong happens in your life. So like, like I felt like accountability has been something that's helped me just even growing up. And you know what I mean? Like just understanding, like I never ever in my life, like ever looked up to anybody and was like, yo, like it was your fault. Right. I ended up in this. Situation. Right. So accountability has always just been a super key for me. When you're trying to teach accountability, like, has that ever, like, come back in your face? Like, you'll be trying to teach or talk to your kids about something and be like, dang. Yep. I need to low-key start doing Do that. Yeah. Yep. Every uh, time. You'd be yeah, like, you know, time. you're talking to yourself, yeah. even though you're talking to your little man. Yeah. It's just like, yo. Yeah. Just like, all the time. Every day. Make Every man. day we talk Make you about you dial back on the punishment. Like, I was going to do this, but right. shit, I don't even do this. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And I feel like it's tough. It's tough because, you know, again, you got a seven-year-old nephew. I got a seven-year-old stepson. And, you know, for him, um, accountability is a struggle because he don't want to be accountable for his wrongs. Right. You know, Especially at that he, age. Yeah. yeah. And oh, if he yeah. does something right, though, like, he all in my oh, face. Yeah. Like, look what I did. Look, you know, look at this. And I'm like, but when you're wrong, you have to understand that you have to be the same. Keep the same energy. And I don't, I don't think um, that's being pushed enough. So to hear you say that, man, that's great to hear because working in the schools and whatnot, man, these kids don't know what accountability is. Like, you you can tell them, like, you know, this action, I'm a senior to, uh, on campus suspension. Okay. Right. That's a break. I, I get a period oh, off. That's that's, how, that's what they look at. They it. want that. You, you feel right. me? You do this, I'm going to call your parents. Call them. Right. They're not, they're going to they're gonna join my side. You know, all more more kids come or more parents come to these schools about their their kids' behaviors, wondering why they're in trouble for it instead of wondering why they're doing it. They don't have like no accountability with this generation growing up now, man. Like the shit, the stuff that they do now is like, okay, you're looking for attention, all right? You're looking for attention that you want your parents to give you. I'm about to give you the attention. You feel me? It's like. Because you're not taking accountability of nothing you're doing. You're just trying to come out here and have fun, trying to do what you want to do, prove that you have the authority to do what you to do what you want to do with no consequence. And accountability, I feel like that's something that needs to be pushed ten times more than what's pushed, especially on young men. Right. And that's difficult. Like for my situation, since I am in like a split household situation with my son, it's super hard because like I keep like EJ accountable for like everything. Like if he messes up, then either he's going, he's going to know why and he's going to understand why he did it. And most of the time he ends up just getting whooping or he going, he figures out the, he figures out the consequences of what he does. Um, it's difficult because with his mom, it's not the same. Like he does her priorities with him is completely different. So it's a huge battle. And it's sometimes something I got to always think about because it's he's living in two different houses with two different rules. And that's usually a huge battle um, to go with. And so that's like, it's just, it's just a struggle and something that as parents in, if you have a split household that you have to consider always what's going on on the other side, whether it's good or bad, you still have to consider that before you take actions in your house. Like, CJ, how does that work for you? Because, I mean, your wife's biological and your step and then your biological son is just like, 
where does the accountability, where is that line drawn as far as who enforces what and when? Because it's just like, okay, your older stepdaughter is just like, okay, are you more in her head than, you know, your wife is? Or is your wife more in her head and you kind of fall back because that's your stepdaughter type thing? Like, how does that dynamic work? Um, I think that I still play, like, the old school role. Like, if mom has to say something more than once, then I'm going to step in and then do the fatherly thing to make sure that you not only hear, but you just understand that I'm not playing. Like, this is not a game. This is serious. So, for me, like, I feel like, you know, with my, you know, stepson and my stepdaughter, like, it's it's more of a, a different battle because my my biological he's just like all right cool like that's daddy i understand and we just we like the bond is obviously different. Yeah, it, 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 yeah like it's obviously different but i don't give off the same exact energy i treat every single one of them the same exact way if my biological yeah if yeah. my biological does something he gonna get a whooping for it if my step does something he gonna get a whooping, and if my daughter does some, she gonna get a whooping for it. Like nobody is getting away from a whooping. But is your wife okay with that? I'm the man of the household. See, that's dope because I feel like a lot of uh, families who have that the step dynamic, you know, moms is like, you know, fall back from that or don't touch them like that or you know, I'll handle it, and it's just like it takes the authority away from the father figure or the husband in the household. Um, because there are some dudes, and I've even witnessed this, some dudes don't deserve to be hitting somebody else's kid because the, the, that the authority they're trying to establish is not the authority to help bring this kid up. It's just to have authority over this kid. It depends on the intent. They take advantage, right. they take advantage right. of it. Exactly. Right. And, and, and I feel like now, like, nowadays, women are so quick to give that authority up to a random-ass dude mm-hmm. that just come into their life. Like, no, yeah. you're not about to teach your child that any man that come in this house can put his hands on you. Because right. now when you grow up, any man's going to put his hands on him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You messing with the mental now. So if you got the intention, like, oh, you're doing this. You back talking your mom. You put your hands on your mom. Oh, I'm about to put my hands on you. You know, so I'm teaching you. Now, we know what natural consequences. That is, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's coming from a real, a real one who's trying to be around. Right. Who's trying to, like, right. court the, the girlfriend that, or whatever. That women need to pick up on and not just relinquish that authority out right, just because so they're tired really of dealing with it right. yeah. but then again when we go back to that same exact conversation women are all emotion yeah so technically again that plays a part in the emotion takes over from the critical thinking from, yeah. you know the understanding of what this purpose exactly. is so right. it, it, it plays a role and and again like like understanding us as men like have we ever like kind of like how we're sitting down having this conversation thought about the other side of the picture like how was her upbringing how was oh, her yes you know what i mean like like that like, stuff yeah, is yeah. still I, i'm still affected by that stuff to date and it's other stuff that you know not to get too personal that you know she's dealing with that she understands is a barrier to the cohesiveness of our relationship and it's just like I just gotta kind of deal with it mm-hmm. until she decides to want to deal with it. How do you deal with it? Now, this is what yeah. you can talk. Because it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I, I hear you, and it's like you want to take the approach of I just gotta deal with it and wait it out until she sees it. But waiting it out can be very toxic mm. if it's not discussed, if it's not communicated. Why I'm waiting, or at least do you know? Do you even realize I'm waiting for you to see the effects of this of this mindset that you have? So here's what I learned. the um, Or here's what I've experienced and learned over the years. So when there's some issues like um, that she's, you know, experienced that she's had growing up um, and now it's affecting our marriage in a negative way and we're not vibing right because of it. One thing I've learned to do is have compassion with her about that issue because I kind of have to think, well, I'm an asshole, so I can't always be mad at her for have her having her struggles because I have mine too. Yeah. But one thing I've learned is because she's emotional, it's just like when I see it's an issue, physical contact 
works wonders. Like when she's pissed off and she's, you know, feeling some kind of way about something or something happens that triggers something from her past, first thing I do, if I'm around, I'll go up to her and give her a hug or a kiss. Mm -hmm. She hates it, but it forces her to, like, to take a step back. Yeah, Yeah. and it it works wonders. It pisses her off, but I'm telling you, you know, she starts to think and snap out of the emotion. It's just like, okay, you know, back to reality. And it's just, it, it helps. So going before that, um, I'm going to backpedal to the other thing, but going just so we stay um, fluent with this whole topic. Um, with that, do you know that she's gone through those things? Like, has she opened up and talked to you? Or it's just like you kind of figure it out because of just what you can make out of um, like, did you guys the first ever sit down and have talks, or how does it that was work? Some things, uh, like when I when we first got married, I was just like, "Oh yeah, cool," and then it was just like, "Wait a minute, you tricked me." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't tell me all of this. You know what I'm saying? I just like some stuff. Yeah, it's That's just true. you know you learn throughout the course right. of the marriage, right. and it's just right. like, yo, if I would have known this before, I probably wouldn't have been. I would have been cool on you. But that's the part of the the growth together. You know what I mean? It's just like I actually would prefer her not to tell me everything up front, right. so I can. Hey, you because that grows me as a man. To, you know how to learn hard it is for females to understand that? Like, like the, they feel it's like disrespectful not to tell everything up front. Mm-hmm. Like, like hold on, man. <laughs> like, I've been like telling myself some of the stuff I tell myself. I'm not going to just dispose it to you, you know. Right. Like that's you gotta earn like that. it. You gotta earn it. You but I think it. that's cultural too, because like with black women, mm-hmm. you got to earn that respect. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they just don't freely give it to you. Like you know, I have these struggles and blah, and I need you to help me. No, it's just like nigga, I'm gonna harbor these forever. Right. And if you real, 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 real with it. Then I'll start to give you little one bits and one. pieces. In you know, I'll give you some breadcrumbs. See what you do in five years. Right. Because and when it comes down to it, you know, it's a majority of trust issues um, for for African American women or wives. So I think that's just a cultural element into it. Yeah. So even going culturally, like I can, I've noticed that Hispanic women they don't hold back. They're more like, I'm gonna let you know everything, and then as you being the man. Somehow you're gonna have to fix it. That's what I feel. And That's hard. I never, I never did. And like so it. it's like it makes it no idea. It makes it really hard because there's situation you get into situations or arguments when you're like, Okay, I know you're arguing with reason for this because of what's going on. So but yet you're taking it out on me, yet it has nothing to do with me, yet you're picking whatever little reason to argue with me, even though it has to do with something else that's happened in the past yet you don't want to like you don't understand that and then when i bring it up to you it's like okay sometimes they get it and sometimes they're not but hispanic women are usually not ones to hold back and and i think it might go again with the culture with the whole dominance and they expect at least it feels like they expect the guy to at least fix the issues and so that makes it really hard at least for me to like fully commit. Cause I'm like, like damn, impossible. like, like I want, like, you know how you guys talk about like the whole partnership and stuff yeah, and you had right. to be a partner. Like sometimes it feels like you, you, we are the main ones trying to carry the relationship and having to fix it. And then they don't put in their half to make it feel like it's oh, a partnership. Right. It's like a right. team. And so like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. It gets, it gets frustrating, but you still hold on. That sounds like more of the effect what society is doing to the relationships. Like that sounds like to me, the, the toxic feminist stuff that goes on. (laughs) Like a lot of people don't talk about, they all, all you hear is toxic masculinity. There's some toxic feminine traits out there. And that's one of them. The, like our generation, like especially mine, well, uh, we're a little older now, but yo, they were lazy. Like they, 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 they didn't want to do nothing. Change. They just wanted to be taken care of. They want a Red Lobster all, all, all uh, any time of the biscuits. day. You know, any time of the day. And yeah, I probably should have said Red Lobster. That's, that's like my wife's favorite place to go. And baby, I ain't talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like just in general. 
the reason, and one reason I said that because Beyonce had that song, uh, you know, stuff like that. But when when you look at these, when you look at like, I look at like social media, all that stuff, and what girls say about relationships and how they are so, like, they they still have the mindset like. My man's going to pay my bills. He's going to do this. He's going to take care of me. What are you going to offer? I'm going to give him pee. I'm going to give him some 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 of this. That's going. That's that's my payment relationship. He he never has to worry about another woman. And See, sometimes but, that's enough. See, but now <laughs> you want to do something. Hey, let's so much yo, ego. Yo, you have, hey, you have so just have you act way out of character. Just like yo, mm, you different. All right. <laughs> Got to keep you around, bro. Nah, man. I'm sorry. You you got to offer more than P. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just, today, I'm just clowning, not, I'm just not even we're money. Though. Smarter though, as, as men, we are getting smarter as men, and we are starting to understand that there is more to the situation than just. I would hope we are, but because a, a lot of us are still out there chasing the pee. I mean, it just depends. Like, honestly, if your money ain't long enough to chase it, I'm going to just be honest. probably doing more chasing of the bus instead. Right. <laughs> so, right. so it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, like at the end of the day, like, if if you don't have your priority straight, you're only going to be able to chase that. Hey, it's a it's a certain grade of woman you can only entertain. Yeah. I feel like from a man's perspective, it's a, it's a every day you walk outside your house, you go to war. And you come back home, you don't want to bring the war in. I'm Trails. sorry, it's gonna the pee is nice. Don't get me wrong, that's gonna help bring some of that that edge off. But at the same time, shoot, it's I not like, enough. It's not enough conversation. Ask me how I'm doing. Exactly. How my day went? What am I up to? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's something dudes don't talk about. It's just like niggas be emotional too. We oh, just don't say we were, it we or were, express it differently. We were taught to keep it in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, nigga, I got feelings too. I want you to ask me what's up. Like, hi, how you doing? Could you give me a hug? <laughs> but even that, like, even going along that is like they, like, at least in my situations, I've learned where they, they expect me just to say it. I'm like, oh, well, like, what is you doing? And then, like, things come out later. I'm like, well, why never would you tell me? I was like, well, you never asked me how I was right, feeling. Right, you right. never asked me what I was going through or how that affected me. You just cared for me to ask you and you talked about you and that was it. Right. And that, I think that, Technically, is where most of the arguments start at. Trails, like, like, like yeah. that's where most of the arguments, whether it's marriage or just a you know regular relationship, big facts. All of the arguments start from those small little things that we happen to miss out. So again, another family trait that I teach is like when we have dinner at home, everybody sits at the table. There's no electronics, and we go around the table and we ask, "How was your day?" So now I'm teaching my son. And I'm teaching my daughter to communicate yeah. something that I didn't get in my household. Right, but, right, you know, right. I'm still trying to teach something to them that I've been learning myself. You know what I mean? So now my wife gets to, you know, not only vent to me, but then she gets to vent to the kids. So the kids understand, oh, my dad went to work today. He had a tough Oh, mommy and daddy got problems too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and it makes <laughs> it, it makes them understand that, okay, my dad is human. My mom is human. Because at the end of the day, you know, the biggest thing as parents is like, you know, my son think I'm Superman. Man. You know what I mean? Like, like he think I'm Superman. So you like want to Superman check. got kryptonite. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that helps because I've like I've even sat down with like EJ and I'll sit there and talk to him because he'll be like, Dad, what's going on? And I'll just I'll literally tell him my problems. And it gets him to think differently. He's like, Okay. He's like, It's all right, Dad. Like there's sometimes where it's like even financial issues, like, oh, can I have like, hey, it's tough right now. Like, I don't got the funds. And he'll be like, all right, well, Dad, go ahead, take my. I got $120 in my allowance. Can hey, you take hey, that? Man. And, like, can you, you take it? Like, you need it more. Like, I'll save up for college another, like, later. You can give me more money for college later. And it's like. I would have broke down crying. Hey, real talk. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. That'll make it, it real talk. Yeah, and it's like, that's, damn. That's a beautiful but it's, feeling, it's like, that's the whole thing. It's like setting into him. Like, he has to understand, like, okay, there's more important things than buying toys. There's more important, like, you got to help somebody else. Yeah building that value right and build that's, together that's really good to that's hear that's really good to hear right there for but I'll tell you one thing, that 120 would have been gone. That's the first place I'm going. I know he has some toys in that painting bag. Dude, when he gets, clean up your room. I get you back, though. I get you back. Don't worry about it. You all clean up little nigga. I owe you. It is what it is. I owe you, dad. 
Yeah, That's man. Funny. But this is a good conversation. We can keep going on for sure, but I kind of keep it. Maybe we'll make a part two to this to this episode because sure. kind of sure. this conversation kind of brought up other questions in my head that I would Boy, definitely true. discuss. Um, so hopefully we can get um, some feedback from the listeners and maybe some questions from y'all and giving us what you guys would like us to yes, discuss we want as far as relationships. Um, that way next week we can sit down and go over them and hopefully answer, help clarify certain things, which is what the purpose of this podcast is for. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening again. And we'll catch you guys next week. Hey, guys, make sure you guys go follow us on Instagram. It's fathertime underscore dadcast. Exactly how it sounds. Once again, go follow us on Instagram, fathertime underscore dadcast. And you guys will see all of the updates of the new episodes and where you can find them. Also, if you have Anchor, 